Hello and welcome back to your weekly album holics podcast episode. My name is Aurelio and I have an addiction to albums. My name is also Andy. My name is also Andy. Yeah. Well, wow, fuck that one up right out the gate. It's been a long day. Uh, my name is Andy. I also have an addiction and let's cure it up right now. Who we got this week? This week is a a big band for me at least. Yeah. And I don't know how much for you Andy, but that's nah, it's up there. Um, but Metallica, Ooh. one of the biggest heavy metal bands in the world, I'd I would say, say probably the biggest, if not the biggest. Yeah. Yes, yes. In terms of raw um, album sales, and definitely the biggest. You know, you know what Lars says? They sell out arenas every time they play. <laughs> they sure do. Jesus Christ, they do. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But yeah, should we get right into it? <laughs> Off the bat of that? Yeah, yeah. might as well. <laughs> what an intro. All right, well. <laughs> Calling them sellouts before we even get to that album. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, well, Metallica with their first album here, Kill Em All, 1983. Or as I like to call it, Dave Wrote Em All. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. All right, Andy, what did you give Metallica's first album? Oh, this is easily an S-tier album. I mean, I don't think you're going to be surprised by me saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the speed, just the raw thrash. All the solos are great. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some weaker songs here and there on there. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know, maybe not weaker, but, you know, it starts off strong with Hit the Lights, which. Exactly. Was, yeah. I mean, the first song they wrote as, as a band, I think, yeah. I think so, yeah. It was on that compilation album. Mm-hmm. And I remember James talking about it, how he got an. He responded to an ad in the newspaper yeah, for a guy looking for a guitarist, and he gets there, and it's Lars, and Lars has a drum set that's like four different colors and looks like it's put together from like... The, <laughs> makeshift. Yeah, the like, makeshift, and he's like, can this dude even drum? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then... Sure enough. Sure enough. They get together. Founding members of the band, James Hetfield and Lars Ulrich. Still in it today. I mean, yeah. It just kicks off right from there. Hit the lights, the four horsemen. Mm-hmm. Which I don't care. It's still better than Megadeth's version. I I would say it's a a more well written song overall. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but Megadeth's version is called "The Mechanics." For anybody wondering, "Anesthesia Pulling Teeth" is, is a great song. Right up until Lars starts playing. <laughs> uh, Whiplash is great. Phantom Lord is great. No Remorse. Seek and Destroy has been a staple for Megadeth. Er, Meg- wow. Metallica. Metallica for years. I'm kind of an infinite metal militia. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, this album just—if you're looking for like one of the best early thrash metal albums—I would say probably the best early thrash metal, in yeah. my opinion. But yeah. you know, 1983—that's essentially the birth. I mean, we had some heavy metal bands and some early fusion between. Yeah, I mean, you know, heavy metal and um, punk rock, which is where thrash metal comes from. Yeah, I mean, especially for the. Um, for the American scene. Yeah. Like our last week's band, Sabotage, had a album out before this, but from the American side, you wouldn't have heard much like this yet. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason they're so popular came out of this. Completely I, to change the scene. Yeah. And they were so different from what California was putting out at the time because the LA scene was huge mm-hmm. this time. Glam metal. Yeah, glam metal. Motley yeah. Crue, Def Leppard, you know. Yeah. And then you get the Bay Area sound, which is all thrash and all punk, and you get this is the best of both worlds, and that cites a bunch of good bands, and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean this kicks off. I I mean yeah, 
just it kicks off this genre pretty much. It it really does. I don't. Yeah, I mean, this is just a landmark album, really, for like thrash. I keep saying. Mm-hmm. Would you give it? <laughs> well, I also agree that this is an S tier album, um, and I agree with all almost everything that you said. Like when I listen to this album, it is just pure in your face you know fast it has some good rhythm to a lot of the songs you know the groovy you can listen to them the lyrics are pretty good on a lot of the songs um it it seems you know when i listen to this album you know the production value of it and just the quality of the songwriting it doesn't feel like a debut album no for sure yeah like it just feels so well done like they i mean you can tell that they had a mission and their mission was to shove metal up your ass, <laughs> which is actually a chant that they use at a lot of their shows, you know, yeah. metal up your ass, you know, um, which is exactly what they brought to the table. Hit the lights, fast, crazy solos, you know, Four Horsemen was really heavy, had that those nice solos in it, you know, really groovy to it sometimes, you know, just every song, Motor Breath, Jump in the Fire, Anesthesia, um, then it was Phantom Lord, No Remorse, Metal Militia. Metal Militia, or Seek and Destroy, then Metal Militia. Um, Metal Militia, I think, is my favorite song off that album. But, you know, every song on here, I think, is killer. I love every song on this album. Yeah, I mean, so. this album, I mean, it just influenced a bunch of people, too. Mm-hmm. Like we said, like not you, most people in America, or like the American Metal scene, hadn't seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. And I think you go to a lot of um, artists and I'll say they were influenced to like pick up a guitar at a young age. Yeah. So not everybody, but a lot of yeah bigger name bands at the time. Yeah, and exactly that's one of the strong suits of Metallica was their guitars, yeah. and that's what really got me into this band. You know, when I was a lot younger. So, and that's I Metallica to me will always be, you know, a guitar band, a guitar metal band. You know, definitely they're the not drumming. they're not really known for the drums. They got some really good bass here and there, but um, during the early years. Well, they're known for their drumming. It's just not the way you want to be known for your drumming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not in a positive <laughs> light, but it's a discussion for later. Um, but yeah, I think this was an amazing debut album. And it's, I think it's, it's probably my favorite Metallica album. Ooh. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this is the one album that I can listen to every song on here and I don't get tired, so that's why I would say it's my favorite Metallica yeah. album. I mean, yeah, I can see that, and you know, it's probably because Dave wrote a lot of the songs. To be honest <laughs> here, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, look, couple, at, look at the couple. ones he wrote: Four Horsemen. Why? Well, maybe not wrote all of them, but mm-hmm. contributed. contributed. Four Horsemen, Jump in the Fire, Phantom Lord, Metal Militia. Your favorite song on this album was written by Dave. Mm-hmm. What's that say? Yeah, that, I and really your favorite, like Dave Mustaine. Your favorite song off the album, which is your favorite album by Metallica. Mm-hmm. It's clearly it's just Dave carrying this. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I, mean you, you, yeah, I don't know. It's not to say that, you know, James and Kirk and no, Lars and no. all of them aren't good musicians or songwriters. No, they're but it's not, we just Dave like, definitely brings yeah. a certain style, and you yeah you can tell it's so much different from I mean from their he, later stuff. He writes a few more songs, or at least one or two in the next album. But yeah, you can 
mm-hmm. the style he brings. Like, I'm not saying Kirk's not a good guitarist either. Mm-hmm. But Dave's one of a kind. Yeah. I mean, so is Kirk, technically. But you know what I mean, right? Like, Yeah. Brings a certain type of style to his music. Yeah. Yeah. Certain. Yeah. Man, just is a certain kind of style. <laughs> uh, anyways, enough about Dave. Kill them all. Mm-hmm. Um, next album, 1984's Ride the Lightning. Ride the Lightning. What did you think? Uh, I gave this album an A. Uh, and the the only reason why I didn't give it higher um, is because I do there were two songs on here that I was just kind of like meh hmm, I wonder about. what those could be <laughs> oh the first and the last song fight fire with fire I I mean it's a it's a good heavy thrash opening song definitely is you know it fits in well with the kill em all era um, and then the last song call of Cthulhu is kind of yeah it's it's an all instrumental and it's not bad it's good um, but it's very like after the three minute mark you know what you're in for for the next five minutes and it just kind of gets really yeah because eight minutes repetitive. Three seconds although yeah. dave did write on this song so you know it should be great yeah <sighs> you would just think ki- I'm just you kidding. would think man no. you would think but then yeah. you look at like five megadoth records and you're like Ooh. <laughs> right so but yeah i thought this was a fantastic follow-up you know to kill them all um you can see um the progression that this band went through during these next like five actually through all their records you know um we we've kind of mentioned it before with other bands you know when you listen to their discography and they just kind of play the same thing the entire time yeah and it's like you don't really feel like they've evolved like you've never tried nothing new or anything like that i think metallica no album sounds the same yeah yeah, I, I'll it, touch on that later. But in, in my opinion, no which album, is fair. no no album sounds the same. You know, I, okay. I mean, we'll touch on what I think. I, I think you're right. No album does sound the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, I'll get to that later. But okay. we'll get to that at the okay. end. What I, where I kind of disagree. Okay. With that. All right. But I, you, you are right in the fact that like when you listen to each album is going to sound a little different. Mm-hmm. And I think that they progressed musically songwritingly you know all that stuff just went up um yeah definitely here yeah i mean my my favorite songs on this album for whom the bell tolls metallica classic fade to black that's my personal favorite metallica song um creeping death you know those are all uh staples of a metallica set list nowadays so all fantastic songs they are indeed what did you think, Andy? So, I agree with you. I gave it an A. And there's two songs that stop you from being an ass to me. One of them is the same. It's called the Cthulhu. The other one's Trapped Under Ice? It is Trapped uh, Under Ice, yeah. I, I figured, I figured. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, but I think the song I want to talk about, I mean, I don't... What can more can you say about For Whom the Bell Tolls, which is my favorite mm-hmm. Metallica song? Mm-hmm. What more can you say about Fade to Black? What more can you say about Creeping Death? Those are just staple metallic songs. Did you want to talk about Escape? I did want to talk yes. about Escape. Because <laughs> Escape is a song I think that gets shit on a little bit by a lot of people. I do too. I do too. Because it sounds commercialized. And it's the first thing that Metallica released at this point that sounds commercialized. Mm-hmm. 
but oh my god does it work does that huge chorus that they yeah exactly it's and the change when it slows down oh this song just works and i wish it got more recognition not shit on and -hmm. it only gets shit on because it sounds and it's it's completely different from everything else they've done you know but and I don't even think Metallica played it live until like in the 2010s yeah. at some point. And I think they only did it once or twice. Yeah. So. It's just, it's a good song. And every time it comes on, I vibe to it. Yeah. I, I don't get why people don't like it as much. I mean, Call the Cthulhu and Trapped Under Ice are just, to me, worse songs. I agree with you on Fire, Fire with Fire. It's just, eh. Yeah. Dude. Oh my God. Speaking of For Whom the Bell Tolls, I'm pretty sure it's a song. I was watching, I think the Michigan... Wolverines play Maryland in football last year. Dude, I swear to God, For Whom the Bell Tolls was the only song Maryland could afford because they must have started like the first 10 seconds, like legitimately 50 <laughs> times. It was like, play, For Whom the Bell Tolls, play, For Whom the... I was like, bro. I think I remember Can you, you buy another... <laughs> yeah, I think you sent me a message be like, dude, I have heard this song so many damn times. It just made me laugh. I still love that song. That's mm-hmm. that's one of those songs that you hear and it gets to the end. You're like, no, I want... Go on another like five minutes, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, ah, Fade to Black's a great song, and it's one. Of, it's probably the first song where I think Metallica does what Metallica's best, where you start slow, slow. and you ramp up into that great, mm-hmm, the heavy ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Fade to Black definitely has a really nice melodic, kind of creepy intro. Yeah, you know the song itself is very depressing, but you know it's about dude suicide and like a bunch of stuff but um the guitars on it you know just the everything i think just flows so perfect on that song so but creeping death is i mean that it's obviously a story about the plagues in egypt from the bible mm-hmm. man if there's ever a song for to be in turn or is ever a story to be turned into a metal song it's that it's yeah, that and yeah. they do they knock that one out the park mm-hmm. i mean this album isn't as long as Metallica albums will get. Yeah. But at 47 minutes for eight songs, it's starting to clock in. But Not, know, as, not, as, not bad as bad as some albums down the line. But when your shortest song is four minutes and five seconds. <laughs> I mean, I think there's an album up here later on where the shortest song is like six minutes. Dude. I just, <laughs> yeah. So, but yes, yes, Metallica's... If you're a Metallica fan, they're known for their long songs. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. one of my long albums. Long everything. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Yeah, moving on here to 1986, Master of Puppets. Puppets. Widely regarded as Metallica's best album and probably the best heavy metal album of all time yeah. by numerous sources and you know everybody has a wrong opinion every now and then yeah it's true it's true yeah um i gave this album an a plus really and the only reason why i did not give it an s <laughs> is because of one song and it is the thing that should not be <laughs> i do not understand why that song is so popular like, I, I I tried to listen to it like four or five times during this week. And I was just like, okay, you know, I, I kind of like the chorus a little bit when he's, you know, talking about face to thing that should not be. But then it just, the song just drags on, it feels like to me, you know. 
I still don't get why they chose that to also be the last song of Guitar Hero Metallica. Metallica yeah. It's like, ooh, battle through all these hard songs, and here's the thing that should not be. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, I don't understand why Master Puppets wouldn't be the last song. Dude, you know? I don't understand but, the love for, the, yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, But this album, you know, it starts off slow and melodic with battery, you know, the I'm, acoustic intro. That was like the very beginning of it. Yeah, yeah. And then it just punches you right in the face with, you know, their riff. And then, you know, it goes from there. Just hard, heavy-hitting songs for the first four. And then I think it's Sanitarium. Or the first three, then it's Sanitarium. Yeah. And then Sanitarium is in the same vein of Fade to Black. You know, it's really melodic. Tells a story. And then it builds up into that heavy part towards the end. And I think Sanitarium is... I think personally, I think it's the third best song on this album. So, um, my favorite song on this album is "Damage Incorporated." I think it's a song that's it's a little under underrated in my opinion because it gets overshadowed by "Master of Puppets" and "Battery" in Sanitarium. So I saw that one ranking. I think I linked it to you where they had that as the number one song too. Maybe I'll have to find that again. Yeah, but personally, my favorite song. That song is just brutal. Um, but this album, I love it. Every song, Leper Messiah is a little, you know, weird here and there. Yeah, a little weak. But the thing that should not be is definitely the weakest song on this album, in in my opinion. You know? No, so, you're you're not wrong. So, Andy, what did you think of this album? I still, I'm still gonna give this one an S. I think. Okay. I really like Welcome Home Sanitarium, and I really like Orion. Those are the two biggest songs for me off of the album. Mm-hmm. I mean, Master Puppets is good. And then batteries also well. I mean, I don't really know what more to say. I mean, so this is the last album, too. I mean, we haven't even talked about him at this point. Oh, yeah. We haven't even talked about Cliff. That's true. Yeah. Who was just a huge part of Metallica at the beginning, you know? I mean. Yeah, he's their bassist, Cliff yeah. Burton. I mean, you know, before they kick out Dave, you know, and they've, <clears throat> they get. Kirk. Kirk. I mean, they had they had another bass player, Ron McGovney, but they always always <laughs> <laughs> they always idolized this guy, and it's crazy to think that those three big icons idolized this player, mm-hmm. and they wanted to play with him, and they wanted to play with him, and they would watch him live, and he's like, "Gotta get this guy in the band." Yeah, that's crazy to think back, that, you know, that they already looked up to him. Yeah, because he he he's an established bass player yeah. in the scene already. In the yeah, know, in, the, in the Bay Area, and you know they get him, and it just changes that band. Mm-hmm. You know, and he performs on the first three albums before he was tragically killed. He was only like 24. He was, they were pretty young. Yeah, they were really young. Uh, in a freak bus accident. But I mean, his playing is just so much different than anything you'll hear later on in Metallica. But mm-hmm. I mean, he makes a lot of these songs too. His, his bass, his, you know, yeah, distorted he, bass. Yep. He has a, a trademark sound. And he is also, he is the quintessential, like, what you want in a thrash metal basis like the dude can play fast and he knows how to make his playing sound really good yeah. you know because that's so. what i always heard that orion was like just a way to show off cliff mm-hmm. yeah you know? and it's true and the same way with yeah studios are pulling teeth on the first album mm-hmm. way to show off until lars ruins it um mm-hmm. for whom the bell tolls in the second album yeah i mean know? that beginning bass line is just legendary mm-hmm and it you know it really makes you wonder what 
would have happened. Would have happened. I mean, you hear that a lot with a lot of bands, right? I mean, what would happen with? I mean, Metallica still goes on to be big. Yeah. But you wonder what? I mean, they still probably go on to be just Huge. big. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think that changes. Yeah. But I think their sound would be so much different. Yeah. Because the the main writers in Metallica are Lars and James. Yeah. Like you know Kirk and um, Cliff at this point and they were uh, going yeah, further future members but they didn't get a huge amount of say in the songs it was mostly lars would write you know the a lot of these basic you know structure of the song and then james would come in with the lyrics and then the rhythm and everything like that and then everybody else would fill in here and there yeah you know i mean a lot of the early ones i've been looking through would have like cliff has writing but i i i don't know i haven't looked at them but i doubt like going forward like Newstead gets as big, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a whole other topic of Newstead and Metallica. But yeah. No, I mean, I wonder if the next album would have been just as good had Cliff not, you know, passed away. Mm-hmm. I mean, or this, maybe better or maybe better, worse. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. This is just a huge album, just for metal too. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many killer songs. First two songs are great. Third song, not so much. <laughs> the and thing then it should not be. <laughs> and then the next five songs are great. Yeah, this really could have. Man, this self was seven songs that could have been killer. Mm-hmm. I don't get the love for the thing that should not I be. I know, dude. I don't either. It's 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 heavy. That's yeah. about it. And I know it's based off like Lovecraft horror. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really care for that, anyways. But I don't know. Yeah, I didn't realize this album sold six million copies as of 2003. So I'm sure it sold more. And it was the first metal recording to be selected for the Library of Congress. I can, being, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Mm-hmm. And I, well, up to this point, let's be honest, saying it could be Megadeth's first album. <laughs> <laughs> it might be their fourth, but not their... <laughs> might be their second. Or their second, yeah. But it ain't going to be that first one. No. Not the original <laughs> mono version. <laughs> Which was the original. They had five versions of it. Dude, <laughs> last year they're probably up to like 12 you can't stop sitting that's probably why I can't get that new album out because it's remastering every old thing <laughs> oh yeah. Dave but anyways I, I, I want to touch this on too if you think we're talking a lot about Megadeth and Metallica it's because these two bands go hand in hand yeah <laughs> you you can't know Metallica without knowing Megadeth let's be honest it's like the Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC like level of competition yeah yeah I would yeah. say so mm-hmm. one slightly overshadowing the other yeah but, you know, our opinion is the correct one. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, next <laughs> album. Next album here. Uh, 1988's And Justice for All. And Justice for All. First one to feature local boy Jason Newstead. Mm-hmm. On that inaudible bass. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no bass on this album. There is bass, but it is turned down a lot. So low. Yeah. What did you give this album? So I gave this, I, I I listened to this album twice in this time period um, for review purposes. And the songs, the songs are good on this album. Except for one of them. Yes. Yes. Except for one of them. But they weren't as standout-ish and as memorable to me as songs off the first three albums. That's fair. And so I gave this album a B. 
and the two i only had two songs on here that i really really liked really blackened and one which one i think is their song that really pushed them oh for into the mainstream um because this was the first music video for this song one and um and it's one and it's their metallica sound you know it's slow melodic tells that story the drumming's still it, good yep <laughs> and then it just builds up into this epic you know heavy part towards the end fantastic song i personally think it's metallica's best song just for me out of out of everything I, that they've I, written i feel like every album we've gone to like this is metallica's best song no i've said i've said this is my favorite song <laughs> I know, and then i said it, this is what people have reviewed as their no, I know. I'm just giving. And then you a I'm hard, just. I'm just saying. I'm just giving you a hard time. My personal opinion, I think one is their best written, best song that they've done, and it's it's kind of funny. I think it was last year Metallica did a a poll on their Facebook page yeah, as to um, what is the best Metallica song, and it came down to one and Master of Puppets. I was like, come on, I, I want one to win. You I know like, which one's gonna win. Yeah, though. and it was Master of Puppets, of course. You know, I wanted it to be a little different, but um, there was a little hope. You know, I just was glad that it made it that far. But, um, but yeah, the other songs, nah, they just didn't click with me. Like, Short of Straws, good song. Harvesters of Sorrow, good song. To Live to Die. Mm. We, that song has sentimental value to Metallica. The band. Uh, The band. Yeah, that's fair. To us, when we're listening to it, it's, I I think it's just kind of like a muddled three songs mushed together, or no, two songs mushed together into one. But um, what were you saying that this is mostly, it's a stuff that Cliff wrote, right? Yeah, there's parts that feature Cliff Mm -hmm. that they liked. Yeah, it doesn't have a Wikipedia page, but yeah, I think pretty sure it's what it is. It's just it's a way to honor Cliff mm-hmm. with unreleased material and yeah, trying to show off stuff that never got out. So, but overall, I mean, I I definitely think it's a great Metallica album. But personally, you know, I listen to some of these songs and I think they're just a little too long. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. This album, yeah. I think, is like sixty-five seven, minutes. Sixty. Okay, I was gonna say seventy-five. Oh, that's later. That comes next. Yeah. Um, yeah. One and Blackened were my favorite songs on this album. What about you, Andy? I want to give this album an A. I want to. I'd love to. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good songs. I like Blackened. I like Injustice for All. I like One. Mm-hmm. I like Hearts of Sorrow. But holy mother of God! Do I hate to live is to die. It is Metallica's <laughs> worst song. And it is nine minutes and 49 seconds. That might as well feel like 35 minutes. Dear God, I have an iPod with a thousand songs on it. And I feel like I have every time this comes on, oh my God, I want to skip it. But I do a no skip thing. And it's just, oh my God, that song is terrible. It's it, mashed up. It's not done right. I don't get why everybody likes it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, dear God, does this one song bring a whole letter grade to me? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have anything else to really say that you didn't touch on the other songs, but God, to live is to die is terrible. It is a terrible. I, when it's, I was listening to this album, I was like, oh God, here it comes, and I listened to it. I'm like, oh my God. 
every time it comes on, I just want to park my car on the side of the road and walk to the rest <laughs> of the way so I don't have to listen to it. But it keeps fucking going. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. I hate this song. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> it's so bad. It is legitimately yeah. the worst song Metallica has ever put together. I, it just I, doesn't flow at all. It doesn't. Like if it was, if it was, I get, I get the purpose. I love the idea. It, the execution is terrible. Yeah. If it just flowed like a normal song, and maybe it was one third the length. Yeah. Why does it need to be ten minutes? Why and why? It's not even the last song on the album. So that's nope. that's how little you think about it. Or I yeah. mean, how high you think about it. Yeah. Oh. I I I do like one part of the song no. though. Yeah, the end when it stops. Yeah, I was good. No, I was gonna say the last like fifteen seconds where it does that like acoustic melody, and then it's done. I'm like, well, that's the best part of the song, and yeah. then it goes into Dyer's Eve, which, um, I was as doing a. I was reading, some, articles about like Metallica and the different musicians mm-hmm. and song playing and Lars's drumming and things like that, and a lot of people think that this is Metallica's best album as far as drums which <laughs> wow <laughs> which, I mean, which you, can, you can see on dyer's eve yeah. in one i think um i think he really challenged himself to you know push a little outside of his comfort zone um but you can if you were to listen to dyer's eve you'd know what we're talking about yeah it's super fast with the double bass pedal it's just in your face you know i mean even one has that fast yeah double kick mm-hmm. no i mean honestly though i give this album a b like i said i want to go to c to you know get off the joke but um i really like how heavy harvester's sorrow is just that that rift i mean this album is much heavier like yeah than, it's not as thrashy yeah one i mean everything you said i agree with it's just a great song the build-up is great the mm-hmm. solo is amazing obviously the large drumming on one is pretty good mm-hmm. Unjustice for all just it's a cool song it's also way too long at nine minutes and 47 seconds yeah i i do like that song but i feel like they could have shaved like four minutes See, off of that's it. how i feel about black and like i like the song mm-hmm. but i'm done about the three minute mark mm-hmm. uh friends of sanity isn't terrible short straw isn't bad but i mean it's um it's just it's good it's got high it's got high points but it's got one really 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 low point <laughs> it's got like mount everest and then the mariana trench farther down <laughs> you know um yeah for real <laughs> yeah it's a good album i wish the bass is up and i wish this is the first album where lars's mix dr- drumming mixes a little a little high but you're right he probably does make but, up with it for like it's actually not terrible drumming yeah yeah and um there's a lot of controversy around this album because of the new bassist that they got jason newstead yeah they give him and, a lot of shit too yeah you if you were to watch their live performances or interviews they give this man a lot of shit yeah and i think it's undeserved but oh yeah for sure um on this album we've mentioned it a couple times already but that bass is toned almost to it's non-existent not, yeah. levels and there are dozens of fan you know made remasters or whatever where they amp the bass up a little bit and this album sounds almost completely different yeah um but i mean i do like the sound on it i do wish they did have a little more bass in it things yeah uh, any bass would probably be good (laughs) and not kick drums (laughs) yeah right so i mean yeah anyways but yeah moving on here with to their biggest album 
arguably sales wise yeah. yeah sales wise metallica's biggest album from 1991 metallica otherwise known as the black album andy what did you give this album uh ah, i don't know a b plus i was i don't know i have a hard time ranking this one like okay. there's good songs on it right mm-hmm. i understand man's good i don't okay the best do i say it do i do i say what the best version of sad but true is <sighs> do it kid rocks is the best version <laughs> of sad but true <laughs> come on man he went platinum seven times <sighs> that is that is very true God. i don't know if that's actually what i believe but i was just never a big fan of sad but true mm-hmm. um the unforgiven it's an okay song i it's a little overrated in my opinion mm-hmm. like wherever i may roam that's a pretty good song mm-hmm. through the never has a cool chorus uh wolf and man has a cool instrument line the guitars are pretty dope on that mm-hmm Nothing Else Matters, also a little overrated. My Friend Misery, cool song. Rest of the album, though, I couldn't care less about Holier Than Thou. Holier Than Thou. Uh, don't Tread On Me. Mm-hmm. The Struggle Then, I don't know. I mean, the best part about those most of those songs are they're short. <laughs> Shorter. Yeah. No, they're like three minutes. They're like an average song. Yeah. This album is also, it's 62 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's just with twelve songs. Yeah, I mean this album is good. It's different though. It's it's not thrash, right? This like, is this is heavy metal, like yeah, this hard is heavy rock. metal. And there's a lot of songs written for the radio. And that's fine. I don't care if you mm-hmm. want to sell out. I mean, it's not selling out, right? I mean, yeah, I, I hate that. Do you know? I mean, come on. If I was in their position, and I could write songs for the radio to make money, yeah, I'd probably and, not do it. And but, it's not even necessary. You know, we don't even know if that's what they were aiming no, for. No, you know, right. They just, but I'm just saying. I thought I mean, these sounded cool, you know. But they're not like the first four albums. Right. And I, I won't give anybody shit for, like, changing their sound, right? Like, mm-hmm. nobody's going to be Slayer and go with the same sound for their entire career. Or Annihilator. Oh, yeah, or Annihilator. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with changing your sound. And there's nothing wrong with, with playing not music. not changing your sound. And yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think they sold out. And although I love Lars's comment and how cocky it sounds, yeah, we sell out arenas every time we play. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Ah, uh, but I mean, I don't know. This album, like I said, if the songs come on, I listen to them and I think they're pretty good. But it just doesn't do it for me, and mm-hmm. I I don't understand why this is this Metallica's biggest, big album, yeah. biggest album. And it's the one everybody knows. When really the ones they need to check out are Master of Puppets and mm-hmm. Kill 'Em All. If you want the true, I think honestly the Metallic true Metallica experience. experience. Yep. That's not to say these are poorly written songs or anything. It's just for you. Yeah, for me, I like the other ones, and I still give it like a B plus. I want to give it a A. I don't want to give it like a lower B, but I think a B plus is about right what it deserves for me. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, Lars's drumming starts to kind of go downhill here. It's kind of <laughs> this is this is the tippy top of the slope. We will find the bottom later. But for now, I don't know. Yeah, it's just a B. What about for you? Um, I gave this album a B plus, so almost along the same lines as yeah. you. Um, when when I listened to this album, I think the first five 
are four of the first five are fantastic. Enter Sandman, or okay, three of the first five. Sad but true is a good song, but it's it gets a little yeah. I mean, it's I don't know. I don't like it as much as Enter Sandman. I don't like it as much as The Unforgiven or Wherever My I May Roam, which is my favorite song off the album. Wherever I May Roam, I think it's the best song on the album. Um, but then after that, I don't like Don't Tread On Me. I really don't like Through the Never. I like Nothing Else Matters. Good song. Um, but then I don't like A Wolf and Man. I don't like The God That Failed, My Friend of Misery, or The Struggle Within. I, those are This song, this album, for me, is all about the hits. And then yeah. all those other songs just seem like fillers. To me, it's the opposite. I think the hits feel more like filler. And then the other ones, except for Don't Tread On Me, Sabature. I I think those are just better. I think but I think it's more the instruments. Mm-hmm. Except for through the never. I think that has a pretty good chorus, like I said. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think we agree, it's just I think we have opposite opinions on the songs. Like you yeah. like the hits more. I think some of the hits are just overrated. Mm-hmm. But the gems are the, the deep cuts. Are yeah. The better ones. Um I I do like holier than now. It's a good song. I wouldn't put it up there compared to like wherever I may roam or inner Sandman or something. But um, do you think that maybe you don't like the hits on this song, this album too much is because they were overplayed? No. I, maybe a little. No, because I don't really listen to that much Metallica, right? Like mm-hmm. not anymore. I used to listen to a bunch of Metallica. Mm-hmm. Um. No, I just, I don't know. There's a whole nother problem, and I want to touch on that. Dude, that spider's, don't worry about it, all right? <laughs> There's a spider on the ceiling, and we've been staring at it for, like, this entire time we've been recording. <laughs> uh, shit, I lost my train. There's a problem I have with Metallica that I'll come up with later, but it doesn't have anything with them being overplayed. It's just, I don't know. I don't I don't care for the songs that much. Mm-hmm. Mm care yeah. for the unforgiven and like i don't care for the lyrics i don't really care for the instruments it's yeah. slower it's it's clearly like a radio song again nothing wrong with that it just doesn't do it for me yeah that's fair i mean it's i like this album but i definitely don't like it as much as the first four no for sure i mean i and i don't like go out and look to through the never and i don't go to play that but when it comes up on that and my friend of misery and a wolf jam Man, out to it when they come up on my ipod or mm-hmm. yeah if i do have like a this is metallica this is Metallica Spotify playlist. Yeah. Uh, and they come on. I'm like, okay, I can jam out to these. Mm-hmm. I, I won't skip them, but I wouldn't put them in like high rated. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't know. Not a big fan of the bigger hit songs off this album. Yeah, that's fair. Should we move on then? You think you said everything about the Black Album? Oh, yeah. Because then now we're getting into the real meat of Metallica. <laughs> we're getting into the good stuff now. This is where true fans are born. Exactly. <laughs> All right. 1996. Load. <laughs> I just want to read off the genres for this album before you get into yep, anything. Yep, go ahead. Go ahead. Hard rock. Heavy metal. Alternative metal. Country rock. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and honestly... Actually, I want to read the next one, too, mm-hmm. which would be length. This album is 78 minutes and 59 seconds. Yeah, this is where we start getting into those long albums. Oh, we forgot to touch on that. The last album was done by Bob Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can't yeah. forget Bob Rock. 
He has the greatest role in Metallica history. <laughs> yes, he does. The only reason he stopped producing is because they had to have a fan petition to stop Bob Rock from producing Metallica albums. <laughs> Which should give you a real fore- foreshadowing of the albums that are about to show up. Yeah, I mean... He he produced the Black Album, which is their biggest selling album. So I mean, he was off to a good start with Metallica. Then he wasn't. <laughs> he... All right. Anyways, what'd you give it? Uh, no, you go. Oh, ahead you for it. It. you go oh. for it first. I gave it a C. All right. Why is why is that? Because it's seventy eight minutes and fifty nine <laughs> seconds. <laughs> all right. All no, right. I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. First off, I don't know what the hell half of these songs are. <laughs> First off, let's just start with the good songs. Okay. First off, there's 14 songs in this album. So we're starting with the good ones. King Nothing, Fear of the Day. All right, done. <laughs> there's not another song I would listen to on this album. Really? I and hate another song. Dude, Mama Said came on yesterday when I was driving. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck is this song? <laughs> I always hear people say The Outlaw of Torn is one of Metallica's best songs. It's definitely one of the longest at 9 minutes and 49 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> but it's, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, this album is just. <laughs> Hero of the Day is a really good song, and King Nothing is a really good song. Mm-hmm. I've always liked King Nothing because I once heard somebody say when you get to the chorus, don't say King Nothing, say I'm a bad motherfucker, <laughs> and it fits so much better, and it's all I can think of every time I hear it. <laughs> yeah. But Here of the Days is such a different song from Metallica. Yeah, King Nothing exactly. is, I don't know, just a fun song. Ain't My Bitch, Ain't My Song. Dude, that is a good no, song. No, it's not. Yes, it no, is, No, it's not. <laughs> Two by four? I don't know. The House of Jackville? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Until It Sleeps? No. Bleeding Me? No. Cure? No. Four Twisted Me? No. Wasting My Hate? Wasting My Time? <laughs> Mama Said? Definitely Dude. not. I was going to say, what, what what was it that you referred to until it sleeps you like that song puts me to sleep yeah. or something like that like, until it sleeps yeah until i wake up when the song's done 45 <laughs> minutes later yeah, it's only four minutes but mm-hmm. dude this album it just it i mean obviously it drags it's, mm-hmm. it's 40 it's almost 40 or 79 minutes it's 78 minutes and 58 seconds like they couldn't have just wrote two more seconds hell just make the outlaw tour in nine minutes and 51 seconds nobody makes it to the end anyways Jesus Christ, man! Dude, ripping into this album. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, this. I mean, I, I, I you know, for an album called Load, you think it would be loaded with good songs, but it's not. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't have any actual music-related things to say about this album, but I just do not like this album. And. Apparently my iPod thinks this song has 45 songs on this list because, dear God, do I have to listen to all of them all, all the, time. the time. Maybe that's why you hate them so much is because they pop up so much on your iPod. <laughs> Anyways, what did you think about this album? I feel like the opinion can only go up. Uh, yeah, it definitely did go up. I um, <clears throat> It's definitely a hot take here, but I gave this album an A. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I you, uh, you don't remember this, but I remember when we lived together. You would drink like 24 packs of Sam Adams Oktoberfest and listen know. to these this album, the next one. I don't remember 24. Yeah. I remember 12 packs. I don't remember 24s. Yeah, because you bought two of them. Shh. <laughs> you were really living up the alcoholic. Yeah, the alcoholica. Yeah. Oh, 
God. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I don't want to interrupt. <laughs> it's a different time for me, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this was six months ago. No, that was I'm like six years ago. <laughs> okay. But, oh my gosh. <sighs> this album, completely different than anything Metallica has done. Yeah. It is. They used to release good albums. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and that. I mean that's that's fair from your opinion, yes. Um oh, man, this album is just like hard rock. It's not metal at all. And any like at least on the black album you got some, you know, a little bit of metal here and there, but you don't got country rock. Yeah. But I I listened to this album again and I really liked a lot of these songs. I actually liked Ain't My Bitch, okay? I don't care what you say, man. I liked that song. I thought it was a good opening song to this album okay you know i mean it's well entitled to our hot takes i mean for you this ain't your album so you know right off the start um but hero of the day is my favorite song off this album no for sure it's definite it is so different than anything metallica has ever done it's definitely commercialized oh yeah radio play wise but they do it so well. I think James has some really good vocals and singing on that song, especially I've heard him do it live, and I'm like, I think it's his height as a vocalist, you know. Um, King Nothing is a good song. I really like, I like Until It Sleeps. I think that's a great song, you know. Um, but I also like Cure. I like Cure. I don't know why. I really like the chorus. Where he's like, everybody must have the sickness because everyone seems to need the cure. I don't know, like, just the way he says it. Um, Mama said, I like that song, dude. It's slow and has, when it comes on, like, I don't know, just the bass is, like, really loud and thundering in that song. I just really like that. And I really, I don't know why. And I put this on here for some reason. I like this song, but I like Ronnie for some reason. Oh God! <laughs> Forgot about Ronnie. You know, Mama said it would be better if it was just a cool. It was a cover of LL Cool J's "Mama Said Knock You Out." Oh my God! That would be a better version, and like in a thrash metal <laughs> song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. I I listen to this album, and I'm just like, you know, it's not as bad as I remember it. Cause it's worse. I used to hate Load, and I used to hate Reload, and you know, um, I. I just grooved with a lot of these songs. I was listening to them. You know, I had my head bobbing a little bit. I was like, yeah, you know, I like the way these sound. They're slow er, <laughs> you know, they're heavy sounding though. But I just really like this album. Personally, I like the hits off of the Black Album better. But I like more songs off of this album than I do on the Black Album. That's why I gave it a higher rating. Alright, fair so, enough. Except for Hero of the Day. That's my second favorite, or maybe third favorite Metallica song. It's in the top five. Okay. so It is a good song. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna argue with that. Yeah. So, I mean, just, I definitely don't have anything else to say about this album. Yeah, I was like, oh. I think you've said everything you need to say about this album, correct? Oh, yeah. Alright, well, moving on then with, what is it, 1997, one year later. Man, and I bet you they spent, ooh, a good maybe three weeks thinking of this title. Like, it's what a, should we call this? I really like this album title. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. I mean, 
What do Re- we got? What do we got, Andy? Reload? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Reload. They're like, hey, man, the last album was great at 78 minutes. What if we just reload that back and do 76 minutes of a song? <laughs> album. But st- an album. But still only put two good songs in it. <laughs> what are your uh, two? Actually, I'm trying to think if there even is two good songs. Yeah, there's two good songs. Yeah, there's two good songs on here. Maybe man. three. It's like two and a half. Mm-hmm. Only because the chorus of fuel is funny when you just roll. This one was a C. I'm not even gonna lie to you. All right, fuel's an alright song. Mm-hmm. The Unforgiven Two is really good. It's, it's the best of the Unforgiven series. Mm-hmm. And Attitude is just a fun song. Oh yeah. But bruh, bruh, this song also has 45. This album also has 45 songs on it. And none of them I want to listen to. Memory Remains, which I don't have to remember this album. <laughs> Devil's Dance, Better Than You, Slither, Carpe Diem Baby, Bad Seed. First off, Where the Wild Things Are is just a trash song. <laughs> it's, it's it's just bad. It's like number two I, I out don't, of their worst songs. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it's just, I mean, there's still like a football field gap between Where the Wild Things Are and To Live Is To Die, but <laughs> it's still pretty bad. Low Man's Lyric, not much better. Fixer, it's just trash. This album's trash. <laughs> this period of Metallica's trash, and I never want to listen to these albums again, except for maybe Attitude and The Unforgiven 2. Mm-hmm. I really like The Unforgiven 2, especially that little guitar part at the chorus. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give them D's, though. Like, they're not, not that bad. Yeah. They're just not good. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude. And maybe this is because my we lost the spider. He's on the ceiling. Anyways, no, he's not. Anyways, the spider's more interesting than these albums. <laughs> I don't. Maybe just because my iPod plays them all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not, but maybe it is. Just to you know, sound less biased. Yeah. Anyways, I, I don't have anything else musically related to say about these albums. I don't like Load and Reload. I, I can kind of tell. Yeah. If, if if those songs were like on a greatest hit, I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. But I'd never go listen to the albums again. Mm-hmm. And first off, it's mostly because they're way too fucking long. Dude, they are long. They are really long. And I'll touch on, I think, more um, at the end when we talk about like our likes and strengths of the band. Mm-hmm. What I don't like about it, like most post-Black Album Metallica. Mm-hmm. Okay. But for now... I'm just going to give it a C and move on with my life. Mm-hmm. What'd you give it? Uh, I gave it a B minus. Uh, I I really like Fuel. You know, that's a... I don't even know what he said. I think he says, give me Fuel, give me Fire, give me that, which I desire. But the way he says it is it's like... mumbled. Yeah. And that's a huge meme anyways. Yeah, yeah. Give me Fuel, give me... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Memory Remains, second favorite song off the album. That is just classic, like, blues you know man. metal i see why we're friends because you got low standards man that's messed up what i'm calling myself like <laughs> <laughs> um the unforgiven two i think is the best of the three unforgivens yeah obviously um dude stop don't worry about the spider it's gone man <laughs> i know it's right there again who cares what <laughs> anyways um but yeah unforgiven two is in my top five favorite metallica songs Damn, and I feel like there's a lot more than five songs. I haven't, in your top I haven't, five. I haven't given my fifth one yet. <laughs> I haven't given my fifth one yet. 
Um, but I don't know, just the guitar, the way it sounds on that, it's like really, I don't know, like twangy or something like that. You oh know, man, you, you know what else has twangy music? <laughs> what? Country. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what doesn't really mix? Thrash metal and country. Yeah, you don't know that until you've tried. I wouldn't I'd say I've listened that... to the Outlaw Torn. <laughs> Tell me I'm I, wrong. I mean, I guess. I guess. Um, <laughs> but after that, after those like first four songs, I mean, Devil's Dance is okay. But after the first four songs, like, I really didn't like anything until Attitude came out. <laughs> and Dude, Attitude's Attitude, so fun. <laughs> Attitude's just a fun song. The freaking chorus is throw all your bullets in a fire and stand there like or run like hell. <laughs> and it's just like, what are you talking about, dude? You know? I can't even understand half the words it says in that mm-hmm. thing either. Yeah. But I love listening to that song. That's, yeah, no, that's one of my favorites off of this yeah. album. Yeah. So, but everything else, you know, it, I, I could see a little promise in some of the songs, but I did not like, like when they were put together. Plus they're very long. This album is very, very wow. long. Very, very long. We are not kidding. I don't so. know if I've touched on how long these albums are. Yeah. Anything else? Because <laughs> I don't. Why you wanna you wanna get onto their best oh, album here already? I want to get onto it. All right. Well, yeah. I think I've said everything I can say about Reload. So let's move on to 2003 with Metallica's best album, Look, Saint Anger. Let's do it one after another. We give our grades back to back. What do you mean, like with each song? No, no, no. Oh, you okay. say it, then I'll say it. Ah. <sighs> Alright. You say it and I say it. Alright. I'll give myself an S. <laughs> I give it an A plus. Ooh. Okay, okay. Maybe I'll give it I don't know. But I give it the same way you give like a shitty movie you watch that's so exactly. bad it's good. Mm-hmm. This album is not good production value wise. No, Honestly, the songs are the song okay. but this album has some of Metallica's best songwriting just in a long time unfortunately the production value is god awful sounds like the same thing that lars is playing on trash Mm -hmm. trash can no no yeah that too Mm -hmm. i mean like the guitars in this are so muddy the bass is like way too loud so it just blends in with the guitars and sounds like all like one the drums he's hitting on a metal trash can he what did, he, what did he do? He like it's, it's unsnatched that, the yeah, snare on his snare video. drum. And he's like, you want to see how to make a hit uh, album? And he hits it with the snare on. He's like, you want to see how to make a shit album? And he tats the snare off and he hits the snare drum. <laughs> Sounds like he's hit the trash can. God. It's so bad. There but, is a great, though. Uh, it's on YouTube. I should look it up so I can give him a shout out. It's a 2005 fan remake with Metallica's Blessing. I think it's 14. I think it's 15. But who cares? Or I mean, they're 14, one next yeah. to each other, right? Mm-hmm. But oh my god, does it really show you like what this album sounds been, like yeah. if it had good production exactly. I'll find it, but I mean dude, what is not to love about this? The first song, right off the oh bat, you know, it gets in your face with frantic. Frantic tick 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 you know oh, Yeah, what is like, that though? I don't I don't know what the this song is about getting like your life back or something. I don't know. Yeah, here it is. Two thousand fifteen. Uh, Saint Anger, recorded by Daryl Gardner. You should check that out if you listen. Listen to the original and yeah. listen to the trash can drums, and, and then listen to the 
re-recorded version. Yeah, and it's just so different. But you're right, dude. Frantic, and also who writes frantic, tick, 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 tick. Also, let's talk about the chorus. Oh, my God, my lifestyle determines my death style. What Mozart of music wrote that one up? Actually, I remember that one from Some Kind of Monster, right? Like, they uh-huh. sit in the studio, and he's he's got the pad out, and uh-huh. it's him and James, and they're like, what should we write? How about my lifestyle? The terms are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm 14, and this is deep, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? Well, well, to be fair, Metallica was going through a bit of a rough patch here, you know? They, oh, yeah. They fired, or no, Jason Newstead quit. Yeah. But Metallica had been dealing with some a lot of personal band issues. You know, James is, he got, uh, he went into rehab for alcohol addiction and some other things. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of turmoil and struggle that this band was going through. And this album definitely shows it. You could say it was a frantic time in Metallica. Yeah, it was. There was some kind of monster that was brewing in Metallica here. <laughs> <laughs> New said really quit over that unnamed feeling that he was getting from the rest of the mm-hmm. band. Yeah. Yeah. Once they hit. Once, once he left, they could purify, you know. <laughs> but they really had this album though, all within my hands. But they just <laughs> dropped the ball. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, I, this... I would say this album though is like the Invisible Kid of Metallic albums. <laughs> like everybody likes to forget about it. <laughs> Dude, that is perfect. That is perfect. <laughs> but it's so true though. Like everybody shits on this album just because it sounds so bad and honestly it's 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 justified it's justified yeah but the songwriting is in my opinion fantastic on here frantic's amazing sane anger's amazing some kind of monsters okay i like the song dirty window amazing (laughs) invisible kid amazing Shoot Me Again is great amazing song sweet amber i love that song so much um, unnamed feelings, all right. You know, purifies good. You know, opening riff. You know, it's got a decent chorus. All within my hands. It's all right, you know. But I'm serious. Like those good songs that I like on here, I love those songs. I've I've never skipped a single song Dude, off of Saint Anger. I know it, they're so bad. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's like a train wreck. You can't keep your eyes off it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean. They they wrote this album in like three different locations. If you watch some kind of monster, which is a documentary about the making yeah. of this album, which you should watch. Mm-hmm. And it's like <laughs> this is just so so bad. I mean, James could only stay out till the <laughs> lights came on, from like twelve to four. Yeah, noon to four. Yeah, and if he didn't get his way, he was slamming doors in his overalls. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was bullying him in air quotes here. Um, but oh my gosh, like there's just so much passion and just, you know, you can, you can feel the emotion that they put in this album, in my opinion, you know, except for they just didn't do a good job. Yeah. They, and I, and, and it sounds terrible. Like the album sounds terrible production quality wise, but I think that's what adds to its magic because it's so bad. And, you know, you know, I haven't watched some kind of monster in years. So mm-hmm. I might be wrong in this, but I remember, because in this in the documentary they hired the new bassist, uh-huh. Robert Trujillo. Yep. How long has it been since you watched Some Kind of Monster? Did you uh, watch it was it was a couple, about a month ago, yeah. Don't when they, when they have that meeting with them and they sign him to the band, they they give him like an advance, like a million dollars, right? Yep. Yep. 
which maybe they should have just took that million dollars and put it in the production <laughs> instead of giving it to that guy. Like, that guy was already going to make a fuck ton of money because he's in Metallica. Yeah. Like, how does a band that's the size of Metallica finish his album and go, you know what, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those trash can drums, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that guy that sounds on the plastic PVC pipe and the lung. <laughs> yeah, that guy sounds better than we do on this well-produced <laughs> album. I don't understand it. But again, it's what makes everything bad. It's the same reason you love watching shitty movies. Mm-hmm. Same reason the people keep going to see rock movies after this time. They're just bad, and they're not good, but it makes it great. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't take it... Well, it tries to take itself seriously. Mm-hmm. It tries to be that return to heaviness. Yeah. And then they just forgot to actually, like... To record their, instruments. To the instruments and, like, n- not send the demos out is the main shit. Yeah. It sounds like, honestly, like, these were all the demos for the songs. Before yeah, they went the in and did the masters. Wise, yeah. yeah, quality wise. Yeah. Um, one one thing real quick about this album is there's not a single solo on oh, yeah, any of right. these songs. Which is so weird for Metallica. Yeah, Metallica is known for their solos. If you've listened to a bunch of their songs, they have amazing solos. But I remember when I was watching, they were talking about this album. They're like, we want to put solos in. They tried to shoehorn some in here and there. And they're like, you know what? Screw it. We're not going to force it, you know? They had 75 minutes. And they couldn't even find put, a spot to put a solo in. I know. Dude, this album is long, though. It is. Dude, the lyrics on this album are so bad. <laughs> Dude, there are definitely some on 14, this is deep yeah. lyrics. Also, that laugh. You know which one I'm oh, talking about. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about in Dirty Window. Oh, my God, every time it comes up, I love doing it. Because mm-hmm. it's so bad. This album's so bad, but yet it's so good. Mm-hmm. Ah, this might be Metallica's best album. I don't care. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. But it could be. It. I think if they would have gotten that production quality up. Oh, yeah. I'd love it to would, see it. Musically, it would be one of their best. Honestly, they, I don't even feel like they need to remaster that. The guy on YouTube. Mm-hmm. didn't Even it. the singer sounds like a lot like James. Mm-hmm. Honestly, check out Daryl Gardner's r- remake of St. Mm-hmm. Anger. Mm-hmm. Just You can just Google St. Anger 2015. It mm-hmm. should be the first one. It's so good. Yeah. Honestly, I wish that was on Spotify. That would be nice. Yeah. But not to Saint Anger, man. That's such a a meme album for us. It's definitely a meme ass. Yeah. It's probably more an A. I'd probably give it an A because I don't want to like taint my S pool mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. putting Saint Anger into it. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I really wanted to put it as an S, but I'm like, you know uh, Yeah, I think I'm gonna double back here and I, I'll, I'll give, give it, it an, an a, a because I do think it's a fantastic album. For all the wrong reasons. Yes. So. And it's actually a few of the right ones. Yeah. Like, I, I really do love Frantic, St. Anger, Dirty Window, Invisible Kid, Shoot Me Again, Saint Anger, Sweet Amber. Like, when those songs come on, I'm list, I'm jamming out to those songs. You know? I remember it's... me and you sitting in my car and like, shoot me again. And, <laughs> yeah. and that shit's turned up as loud as it can go with the blowing out speakers. <laughs> and they're just rocking out. <laughs> Unironically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good times, man. Great times. <laughs> this album's amazing. It's like the rubber of music, which also is a great movie to check out. It's about a murderous tire. <laughs> a rubber. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. God. But, all right, do you have anything else to say about Saint Anger? No. All right, then we should move on then. To Death Magnetic. Death Magnetic. 2008. 2008. What do you think? Um, actually, I didn't put in a rating for this album. Oops. Um, Oops. Winged. All right. So, 
this album, I would give it, I'd say like an A minus. I really, I really like the songs, some of the songs on this album. I think it, it's, it got back to the higher production quality of, you know, some of the earlier Metallica stuff. And I think the songwriting is pretty good on here. Um, first two songs are okay. You know, this was just your life. You know, it was a good opener return to Metallica's old style. Uh, the end of the line was all right. But then it got Broken Beat and Scarred. I love that song. The Day That Never Comes. I love that song. It's kind of a return to their whole, you know, like really slow melodic start. And then, mm. it, you know, get into the heaviness later. I know mm. we'll, we'll touch on it here in a minute. Um, but then All Nightmare Long, I love that song. Cyanide, great song. Unforgiven 3, I think, is a good song. I, I'd say it's the third best of the Unforgivens, um, just for me. And Judas Kiss, you know, is good. Suicide and Redemption is a little long. A little? A little long. A little? It's 9 minutes and 58 seconds. And it's an all I think instrumental. It's, I think it's their longest song, actually. Yeah. And, you know, My Apocalypse is a good ending song on this album. So, overall, I think it's a really strong yeah. album but i really love broken beat and scarred and all nightmare long like i could jam out to those songs you know numerous times i love those songs so but one thing that i don't like about this album uh-huh. Uh-huh. it hurts my ears to listen uh-huh. to it it hurts my ears to listen to it and um that's uh while i was reading up the history on this album you know they mastered it and everything and then the record label they turned all the instruments and all the volume up to the maximum well this album's also produced by rick rubin who's been known to be like on the pushes of the loudness wars like mm-hmm. you take everything and just bump it bump up bump it up to 10 and i hate I... like i was listening to this album at home and my speakers like i could hear them like crackling <laughs> you know as i was listening to some of these songs i'm like jesus christ you know um and that's what made me go look up, you know, what was going on with this album. Why does it sound like that? And, you know, everything was turned up to, you know, like you said, 10. Nothing was, nothing is really, you know, when you have a a well-mixed album, you can hear everything individually. You know, nothing overpowers really anything else. But in this album, I think the drums are super loud. You know, the guitars are you know super loud and they just kind of blend together like you can kind of hear what they're playing um the bass i really didn't hear it because i think it's overpowered by everything it's there well i think it's overpowered by one thing yeah um and the vocals you know turned up to 11 so if it didn't have that quality or that um uh you know sound to it I think I'd give it a little bit higher. Yeah, that's fair. Um, um, so what did you think of this album? It's funny you say that because I've been kind of scrolling through the um, Wikipedia article for this. Mm-hmm. And it, it does have a whole section on com- the compression of the, the album. The album. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know I give this album, this album an eight as well. Mm-hmm. But I think this album I also have a little bit of um, nostalgia to. So I didn't really start getting into metal until my late teens. Mm-hmm. And this comes out in 2018, man. I'm 18. Or 2008. Yeah, sorry, 2008. 
and I'm 18, and I, man, I I remember jamming this. I was about senior in high school when this came out. Just you know, jamming on the way to work, or if I left campus to go for lunch, just jamming all these songs. The first seven songs on this are good. Um, I mean, actually, maybe it's more like six and a half. <laughs> I, I don't really care for the Jews Kiss Suicide Redemption or My Apocalypse at all, but yeah, the first seven songs are great. Mm-hmm. The second half of the day that never comes, though, oh, sweet lord, do I hate this? <laughs> it's Lars playing one fucking beat for four minutes, dude. It's so bad. I remember seeing them in two thousand nine. So they're touring for this album. Mm-hmm. I remember listening to my friend's cousin. I'm like, oh, he's about to play the same beat for four minutes, and it's true. He plays the same beat. The drums are turned up way too loud in this album. Mm-hmm. And this is uh this is where. Um, we're we're kind of poking around it a little bit earlier about Lars's drumming. Oh my god! And I did a, I did a lot of kind of I've watched a lot of videos, you know, of Metallica live, and I've read a lot of things about um this band and Lars in particular. In that, at this point in time, like after that break between Saint Anger and this album, uh, Lars quit practicing drums. You know he he's still a good drummer, um, but you can definitely tell on this album and the next album mm-hmm. that the drum beats just got so simple, it and is. he relies way too much on just a snare and I think uh, I think one Which of one the symbols, the, one of the symbols. The I hat. No, it's just the crash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know you can listen to it, and he doesn't use a lot of double bass in a lot of his songs. You know, every now and then. Um, but you can tell, like, it's super simple. It, and, it works for Metallica. And the it, the mix, though, is always so loud. Yeah. It, it's, like, almost mixed as loud as the guitars. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I've said it before, I think Metallica is a guitar yeah. band. That's what they, they're heavy, powerful riffs. They're not known for their amazing drum beats or amazing bass lines. They're known for their big, powerful, melodic riffs, you know. So. No. Yeah. It just his drumming is just so bad. If I had to put a pro or yeah a con, sorry, his drumming is gonna be number one. Mm-hmm. But I, all these songs are great though. They're long because this album is also seventy five minutes. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, this the shortest song in this album is "My Apocalypse" at five minutes and one second. And there's not another song in the five minute range. If you don't take that one, the longest, the shortest <laughs> one's six minutes and twenty five seconds. <laughs> And they all feel long. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. And they're good songs, and maybe a bit, bunch of bits nostalgia to me, too. I I just wish that if the day that ever comes was, like, half of this link that was, got rid of it. that stupid... Or he just played better drums. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a great album. I love it. I listen... If it comes on, I listen to most songs. Really, I like The End of the Line. I think that's a really good song. Um... All Nightmare Long is cool. It's got a pretty cool music video, too. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. I like the sound. It's too loud. Yeah, it... Uh, I remember listening to this album when I was in high school with my headphones, and I was like... Uh, my ears always hurt when I would listen to songs off this album. And now I, I really understand why, you know? So... I have I have heard that there are remakes, and I think like, yeah. the iTunes version or something I've is heard redone. That too. I haven't listened to them. Yeah, I want to check. 
kind of check them out too. But I was, I'm judging this off of yeah. this, you know? Well, yeah, we don't, I mean, there might be other versions, especially like the San Diego one we're talking about, mm-hmm. but I'm judging it off of like the OG. The, yeah, the original. Yeah. No, nah, that's really all I got to it. Death Magnetic. Decent album. Mm-hmm. Good songs on it. Yeah. But all right. Let's go on to the newest to, release. On to their next album here, Hardwired to Self-Destruct from 2016. Andy, what did you give this album? This album's a C. <laughs> All right. If you're going to write a cookie-cutter metallic album, look no farther. <laughs> it's long. Mm-hmm. It's the same song. For the most part, the best song is probably Hardwired because it's only three minutes and I don't have to listen to most of it. <laughs> it's like, hey, what if we just wrote a bunch of hard songs that go fast and then we just put them in a row mm-hmm. and don't really change too much about it. Yeah, that sounds great. Here you go. Here's a Metallica album. You've been asking for it. It's been eight years. Mm-hmm. I don't like this album at all. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, the first four songs are, okay, the first, now that we're dead, it's not that great, but <laughs> Hardwire, Adless Rise, Moth to Flame. They're good. Yeah. They're long. Man, the the length of these like albums are just they're I, just I know. They're, they just kill me. And that's kind of what I wanted to just talk about with this. This album in particular feels like almost every song had some section in it where they had like a little groove section where it was like two or three minutes that didn't need to be there. I'm telling you, this is the cookie cutter mm-hmm. Metallic album. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's an album they sold out on. I feel like, to me, this one would be it. Again, don't care. Mm-hmm. But, bro, it's just, I didn't enjoy this album. Mm-hmm. It just dragged on because all the songs sound the same. Mm-hmm. And I think I've listened, I've, this is the album I've listened to like once, and I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Would you, uh, would you give it? I also give it a C. Yeah. And I personally, th- so I, I, I'm a little biased with Hardwired, the first song off the album. Um, it is it's the shortest song that Metallica I think has like ever done. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> yeah, I three swear. minutes and ten seconds. And and I think it is like absolutely perfect. Yeah. Like it gets the job done. It's you know, quick drum intro and then it just goes into the song as heavy and fast and then it's done. And it's like you know, it doesn't. It didn't need any unnecessary fills to make it longer, or whatever. But I, the reason why I said I'm biased is because when I saw them live in 2017, I think it was, yeah, 2017, um, they opened with this song, and where I was, I was probably like a hundred feet away from the stage, and I remember, um, I was with my girlfriend at the time, and she, this was her first like metal concert, and I looked at her and I was like, you could hear the drums, you know, from the intro to Hardwired. And I was like, all right, you you ready? Like, once the song starts, like, the crowd's going to blow up, you know? And she's like, okay, okay. I was like, well, hold my hand, you know? <laughs> and um, so then the song starts, or it's, like, right about to start, and I see this dude in front of me. He turns around, and he looks at me, and he just kind of nods, and I was like, all right. I, like, I knew that he was just going to run for it, <laughs> you know? And right when the song started, everybody started going crazy, and he just ran for it. We got, like... 40 feet 30 feet nice from the stage you know so we got way up there and that's what i i have 
such a good memory from this you know yeah that's a cool story and then uh moth into the flame i think is the best song um on the album overall um personally i think it's better than what they wrote on death magnetic 2 i think it's one of the best songs they've written in a long time i really really like that song but hardwired and moth and moth into a flame um are my favorite songs on the song but everything else I was listening to them like, man, they do not, this song does not need to be six, seven minutes, whatever. They're, they could have gotten the important parts of this song, crunched them down, made it like three and a half, four minutes, and it would have been perfect. Like, this Yo, album definitely would have been a lot higher rating. But there's so many that they just drag on. You're just like, okay, yeah, we get it, Lars. You can do the snare, like, and then, you know, yeah, crashing the symbol. Like, hey, man, you've done that, like, every song, at least six times in each song. Like, come on, dude. Or, you know, just the slow, heavy riff that Kirk does. And I've actually, I've read a lot of people talking about how Kirk and Lars got kind of lazy on this album. Um, and I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's due to old, old age. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, there are some, there are some dudes out there that are just as old that still rock just as hard. played just as hard and he still writes. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He never's going to finish that album at this rate. But at this point, I mean, you know, Metallica is the biggest heavy metal band in the world. Like, do you need to really prove anything? And I feel like that's what this album is. They're like, well. That's why we'll, I say we'll it's a, put out an album. That's why I say it's like the most cookie cutter Metallica album mm-hmm. you can write. Like, yeah. it feels like they just phoned it in. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. So it's like, well, we need to make an album. We need to tour, get some more money. So let's you know just put in you know two or three songs that are really good, and then everything else will just kind of you know throw in a jam session song or whatever you know that we kind of groove to here and there, and then throw it on the album. There we go. Because I think their singles off this album are Hardwired, Atlas Rise, and Moth into the Flame. Actually, I think there's... Spit spit Out the Bone. And Now That We're Dead. Oh, I didn't... I don't like that song. <laughs> <laughs> spit Out the Bone, though, was a pleasant surprise. Because it was, you know, listening to this album, it's, it's the last song, Spit Out the Bone. And all the other songs are, you know, kind of... Except for Moth into the Flame and Hardwired, but all the other ones are kind of slow and heavy you know groovy and then all of a sudden spit out the bone comes out and it's just like hard and fast like original metallica you know like this is what we needed on this album but it's seven minutes and 10 seconds long it's a little long and i think it loses its fire like halfway through i'm just like oh my god okay i agree song done yet yeah i'm looking at this and like a little snippet from the AV Club's re- uh, review of this album. Mm-hmm. I think it about sums it up. It says, 77 minutes of endless thrash gets tiring and thought the songs would benefit from leaner songwriting. Like, Yeah. yeah, like, Just cutting some of that dude, fill out. Yeah, just cutting the fat off. Mm-hmm. If every, You're right. If every song was like hardwired and it was three minutes and ten seconds, the album gets higher. But Except for Moth Into the Flame. Okay, that's fair. That song, I think, is good at where it's at. Five minutes, 52 seconds. Yeah. And which is, I think, the second shortest song on the album, which is, you know, one of the positive Actually, things. no, it's third because Murder One is five minutes and 46 seconds. Oh, my God. Lars probably to get another uh, fill to the crash in there, you know. <laughs> Jesus. Or I can't play drums, but even I can do that. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Pretty much. And oh my god, when we talk about Lars's drumming, like the dude, the dude pioneered, you know, with Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning, Master Puppets, and Justice. I agree that he got lazy. And after once they had that success of the Black Album, I feel like he got kind of lazy. And and I've seen in interviews and things, you know, he's talked about how he really didn't practice really after St. Anger during the 2000s late. Um, and you can definitely hear it. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it's true or not. Um, I do know that Joey Jordison played with Metallica. Um, and he's the drummer for Slipknot. He was. Not anymore. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. Um, and he played with them during a festival when Lars was sick. And I don't know how quote how true the quote is. I think I remember reading it from James, but James said had said that after they had gotten done playing with that show with Joey, he was like, That was the best show that we've had because it felt so alive. Like the drumming yeah. was you know, the drumming is supposed to be that backing that sets a tempo and the pace and everything like that. And he felt invigorated and revived, like, oh, yeah, like, we got to play fast and heavy again, you know? Not just, you know, playing the songs to play the songs, I don't know. Right. So. Um, Lars has one move, two moves. He does the snare and the crash, and then he stands up to hit the crash. Hits both of them. Yeah. That's Lars. Yeah. That's his playing. Yeah, and uh, what was it? Um, he, he went from being kind of a technical drummer to just a hard-hitting yeah, drummer like he just loves beating on you know the it's the new Tommy Lee, <laughs> <laughs> right? So he he just loves beating hard and not really technical and things like that. So, um, I, I mean, I, there's not there's nothing no, completely for, wrong with it, but no, but for how how high you're gonna tune the drums in the mix to only play that, it's just kind of like oh god. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. If I agree. you want to play it and it fits, it just turn it turn it down and let it just. Ride in the back, turn mm-hmm. up the other instruments, or the mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I don't know. His drumming just ruins. Just it just knocks Metallica down a rank for me. I think. I don't know. I, anything. I, don't know. I agree. I mean, yeah. So hardwired to self-destruct their last album. Not that great. Not that great. In our opinion. Yeah. But all right, Andy. Overall for Metallica. What would you give them? Like a B plus. Uh, out of the big four, which we didn't even touch on, mm-hmm. which is the big four: Thrash, which is uh, Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth. I mean, I wouldn't put the next band yeah, there. Ant- technically, it's Anthrax, but we both believe Testament should be in that place. Yeah, I mean, I would put them third, fourth if Testament was in there. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I mean, I just like the other bands more. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And I think, well, I mean, okay. Well, first off, if we do, if we do include Testament, they're all all their drummers are better. Whoever whoever Dave has drumming with them, better. <laughs> Which is I, I, when I was reading about all these, um, like all the stuff about Lars's drumming, and they were comparing them to Megadeth, and it and. The thing with Megadeth is like, um, Dave gets jazz musicians. Yeah. With almost everything, you know, the bass, the guitars, and the drums. Um, and jazz has way more, they're more technical and, you know, less predictable with their drumming style, which um, 
is part of the reason why I love Megadeth. But yeah. um, with Metallica, it's like I I don't want to shit on Lars saying that he's a bad drummer. He's not. Right. Like he he's done he's Man. done some great. His drumming in the first four albums, five, mm-hmm. is great. Like it does, and I think he's had some good songs. You know, after that, like but it doesn't take away from it, but it does later. It it hurts yeah. the songs. I think yeah. a lot of them. Yeah, I agree. So, um, um, I like I said, there'd be like a, I don't want to give him like a B plus. Like I don't go really search. I don't listen to much Metallica anymore. Mm-hmm. And I did say I was gonna touch on like why. I mean, so, okay, so like the first four albums, five albums, they're great. All the songs are great. I mean, some of them are long. But I feel like after, maybe even including the Black Album, but definitely the albums past the Black Album, the songs are long, but I feel like they never, they never like grow. I feel like you just go like, it's the same kind of beat. It gets to the chorus, which is supposed to be like the big part of the, you know, it is, it's a big part of the Tales mm-hmm. And then... The middle parts are forgettable, forgettable, chorus, rememberable. And then it just still goes on for like another four minutes. It's so like, it's just instrumentals or like I, like I said, um, the choruses are mostly always rememberable, but the middle parts, the hooks, bridges, those are just like throwaway almost. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why do these songs need to be seven minutes? Like write better bridges and hooks and all that. Mm-hmm. And shorten the songs by four minutes. Mm-hmm. It, a lot of like, especially load and reload. It's like, why is this song? still going on it's been three minutes we haven't had any lyrics we haven't changed the tempo there's been no progression there's no progression a lot of the early songs had great transitions i mean disposable heroes yeah song which has a lot of good transitions i think that song's like eight minutes and it's eight minutes but it 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 doesn't sound like it the way it transitions to different uh, maybe not tempos but just different parts it doesn't sound as long but later it's like they just got lazy on the songwriting and they just went let's just jam out yeah reminds me more of like southern rock where mm-hmm. it just just keeps going yeah like but doesn't change too much. or something yeah and i mean i don't mean to like shit on all southern rock but some of it just it's it's long right mm-hmm. and it just feels long and it's like tighten up the songwriting don't rely on seven minute songs mm-hmm. it's like they just kind of like just play them for the love of playing but like as a listener it's like come on man mm-hmm. tighten these songs up to four minutes write yeah. stronger songs mm-hmm. and to me that's all that feels like and that's most of their albums to be honest mm-hmm. um, I don't know to me too it, and it, maybe it's just because they're the big dog right but it always seems kind of like I don't know I don't want to say I don't, how to, I don't know how to word this correctly but they always feel more like they act more superior to everybody and maybe that's not I, true I, definitely Lars yeah and he is known to be arrogant and like kind of narcissistic when it comes yeah. to the band which he is a great businessman like he did a lot with the merchandising and just getting this band out there and to where they are you know he's one of the main songwriters with James so he's obviously a good songwriter and he has some degree of like I can be a little bit yeah. of a and I mean I know this sounds dumb to say if you know anything about David Stane <laughs> And maybe it is a little biased where I kind of look down on them because they because they are the big dog, right? And I like mm-hmm. I like bands that aren't in the better anymore. Reminds Metallica and all the things. Mm-hmm. Megadeth's clearly the better band. Like, mm-hmm. Not even close. But um, I don't know. Maybe it it's just a bad like it reflects poorly on me. It's my view of it, and maybe it's not. But I don't know. I just I don't think Metallica's all it's cracked up to be, and 
I think honestly, if you had to, if if, if I was being honest, why they're the bigger of the metal bands. I mean, if you look at a lot of those early albums, they they weren't or of any metal band. They weren't getting big money to record these albums. They weren't getting the best studios. But I feel like mm-hmm. Metallica got in early. Like they were a big hit in the Bay yeah. Area. They got. They were like the one band that like the only guy who would take a chance on metal could afford, mm-hmm. and they got better, better studios and better things. I mean, and they had more um, like publicity out there, yeah. getting their name out there. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know that then since their the their production quality is better, they sound better than. I mean, you listen to some of those early. I mean, you listen go listen to like the, the beginning Exciter albums, which was oh, a big. It, yeah. It's rough to listen to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just. I mean, most of metal albums you hear nowadays are like the remakes, the remasters, not the remakes. But mm-hmm. if you go back and you like listen to Kill 'Em All, and go back and listen to like the original, Killing is my business. Yeah, Killing is my business. Or even I mean, um, what is it? Show no mercy. Yeah, they um, sound poor, and it's it's no wonder they didn't get any mainstream success. Mm-hmm. If you sound because Kill 'Em All was, it had a professional studio, it had that sound clear, crisp, and then they had that. Um, the studio to back them and promote them and get them out there which not to say that they uh, like we both gave kill them all an s it definitely yeah. deserves it but they definitely had a leg up over these other bands. right yeah and i mean granted megadeth spent most of their money on their first album on drugs <laughs> yeah <laughs> like literally most of it but they only got fourteen thousand dollars this is in the 80s mm-hmm. it's not like you can just go buy a macbook and use garage Mm-hmm. band on your well you know your macbook to record an album yeah or the guys that record albums on their iphones mm-hmm. i mean you had to book out studio time like that's expensive and it's no wonder like some of these early albums sounded bad but talic had to leg up and you know they were playing with i mean they were great musicians at the beginning yeah you know don't get me wrong and honestly did you okay well starts on the other thing that's terrible about early metal most of these guys aren't singers no, they're they kids. Are, they're kids, and they're just they're, screaming. They're bad. They're, they're like punk singers that just mm-hmm. came into play. James doesn't have that problem. Like he, he has a more well-rounded voice. I mean, he's mm-hmm. definitely a little higher pitch, but yeah, and yeah. you can, and that's yeah. Like you listen to those early albums, and you're like, they got a singer that fits right well into the genre, into the style of music, the way they play, and everything. And you can hear his voice grow. Yeah. Throughout, and I think he really came into what he like a um I don't know something that sounds like Metallica, you know? Right. It's the same. It's the same way. Like well, Dave isn't as great as, but he fits mm-hmm. Megadeth. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't imagine Megadeth with another singer. Yeah, I could not either. But I mean, and too, like coming out of the Bay Area where Thrashing was big, this was like an all-star lineup. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, they're all great. Dave got the part just off. Re- warming up to rehearse the rehearsal. You didn't mm-hmm. have to do the whole rehearsal. Yeah, and they're like, holy shit, man. Like, you're awesome. You want to be in the band? Yeah. Like, Again, they looked up to Cliff. Mm-hmm. And Lars just happened to own a drum kit, and that's why he got in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, James is an underrated rhythm guitarist. Yeah. Like, the pieces are there, but I feel like, man, they just coasted. After Black yeah. Island? Yeah. And, I mean, to me, that's kind of why, like, I, like, I respect my... I respect Metallica, mm-hmm. you know, and everything they did, and they have, will continue to do, and, you know, they do carry the metal torch forward because they're that big of a thing, you know, but they're just not the metal band I'm going to 
to go on my list too. I like a lot of their songs, and I gave two albums S's, so clearly, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't listen that much Metallica anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like Metallica, Metallica is just, it's a gateway metal band, in a way, right? Like, Yeah, I, I can agree that. They, they're they the metal band. For everybody. They're the everyman's metal band. Mm-hmm. And it's not bad. There's nothing wrong with that. No. I mean, you end up going to find, metal has so many different stupid genres. There's like a billion of them, I swear to God. Yeah. And there's something for everybody in metal. Mm-hmm. Unless you don't like metal, then in case there's nothing for you because you don't like metal. Yeah. Which is fair, too. But I feel like everybody, like they're just a well-rounded band that everybody can get behind, right? Mm-hmm. And well, yeah, so. your, t- your tastes are going to change and you're going to go find other things you like. And I think the only reason why a lot of people would hate them is because they're so popular. Right. You know, I've, I've heard metal purists like, I hate Metallica Dude, oh my God. because they're the biggest of the four and they're trash because they're so mainstream it's like metal purists and yeah metal purists I just agree. fuck right off dude it's oh my god there's no more i i don't know i don't know where to follow rap maybe raps is bad or mm-hmm. but the elitist in the metal community are, are like, just oh my god trash or i you get those death growls i can understand every word they say perfectly like, yeah right don't lie to me kid i i know you don't know what he's saying and mm-hmm. he doesn't even know what he's saying mm-hmm. <sighs> i don't know to me that's just where i stand I like Megadeth more. I think they do everything Metallica does just better. Mm-hmm. But I respect the the path Metallica set for all the other metal bands. And I understand why they're so big. But for me, I have just other metal bands that I listen to. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think? Uh, so Metallica has a special place in my heart because they were the first metal band that I got into, mm-hmm. you know? Um obviously Megadeth is number one number one for me yeah but Metallica whenever whenever I'm asked the question of like what is my favorite band I always say Megadeth and Metallica like because I I do love Metallica like a lot I love a lot of their songs like I can just listen to them you know and just I never get tired Mm -hmm. you know um but it's but they're the type of band that I only like the hits. And that's what separates them from me from or Megadeth. from them from Megadeth. Yeah. yeah. Because with Megadeth I can just listen to every song, even if it's their bad song, and I'm just like, I like this song, you know? Um, but with Metallica they do have amazing singles and hits. Oh, for sure. Which is why I love them so much. I mean, I remember uh one of the first exposure one of the first moments i remember of metallica i was driving home i was like nine probably around there my dad was taking me home and we're changing to the radio stations and the fade to black came on and i really didn't know the song before but um we're listening to it and i was like man i really like this song you know it was the slower part so it hadn't gotten to the heavy stuff yet and my dad was like yeah i saw metallica live when you know i was younger and he was telling me about that and i was like oh that sounds so cool and and then it got into like the heavier part and i remember talking with him i was like man i really like this you know like the drums sound so good and you know i really (laughs) like the guitars and you know i was a kid at the time but it's 99 yeah and then he's like let's check out low and see if you still (laughs) like it (laughs) yeah right (laughs) but I, i just remember that moment with my dad and you know i really it just a fond memory that I have just listening one of my first experiences with Metallica and then he told me who they were and um he didn't he had the Master of Puppets CD and that was my first album by them that I listened to and I listened to the shit out of that album you know back then but um I do love Metallica 
I don't think I'll ever not love them. Um, so I would, I would give them an A plus. Um, kind of on the cusp of an S because I really like their songs, but I don't like all of their discography, you know. Yeah. So. Also, too, I think that's a little different of like our musical backgrounds. Where you grew up, your dad was into metal and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was a big Metallica fan and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Whereas I grew up with like the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. I grew up with the Beatles and Elton John and the singer songwriters of the seventies, you know, Carol Kings and James Taylor and <laughs> all this kind of stuff. And I found metal later in life, where you found metal earlier. So yeah, and I think I was really the one that kind of yeah, you were opened big, you yeah, up into you were metal, a big you know? influence into me into metal. Mm-hmm. And you know, so like a lot of the bands you like, oh check, you know, Trivium out, cool. Check out Bullet. Oh, okay. Check I remember out, your yeah. hesitation on Bullet though. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, man, I don't like that emo shit. I like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, just give it a chance, man. Just give it a chance. Yeah. Because I was huge in the mud vein. Yeah, at the time. time. Like, oh man, this is shit, right? That mm-hmm. emo shit. No way. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, I love Bullet. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so that's just different musical backgrounds we get to. Yeah. And you know, maybe too. I mean, I'm not saying you don't like good singers, but I think you know it comes from where I grew up with. All the music my dad do were all good singers. Yeah, yeah. So to me, when I add in to like bands, I'm like I'm looking for a good singer because mm-hmm. right because you you remember the things you grew up that you caught in the music that you grew up liking, yeah. right? Yeah, which for me is definitely you know instrumentals like to get, especially guitar, you know. Right, because that's what metal is. It has some of the world's best musicians playing. Mm-hmm. Whereas what I grew up listening to is more vocal, singer. Really. Yeah, yeah. And I mean they're both wrong. Neither is wrong or right opinion it's just I think just for like clarify for people listening it's like that's why I think you can see the difference in what we look for in music where you mm-hmm. know your first look at is the instruments how they sound and mm-hmm. like oh, it's a vocal sound is it cake mm-hmm. okay well you know and yeah and they're like do they have good lyrics and, yeah. and all that stuff so but no I mean again yeah do love Metallica yeah that's fair not my f- 100% favorite band but they're like 95% you know so whereas Megadeth's like 110 yeah, right. <laughs> I still think so. You know, like I said I still put them if we do test them in the big four I still put Metallica fourth but I mean what a list to be fourth then huh <laughs> yeah for real That that's definitely a hot take right there you know Yeah, but, I but mean, it's our opinion I like Megadeth more obviously like you said it's 110% mm-hmm. I like Slayer more Mm-hmm. And I like Tesla more. Yeah. That's just what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're still fourth on, like, the best thrash metal band yeah. like. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it is true. Oh, sorry, I'm only fourth on the best <laughs> list of bands of all yeah. time on this small guy's opinion over here. Right? Yeah, I mean, Metallica would, especially Lars, would be like, man. You know, can do that slappy. scene from uh, Zombieland where you know, he pats his eyes with, <laughs> with all this bills. money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's definitely that's that's Lars <laughs> yeah. in a nutshell. You know when he sued Napster or whatever for somebody stealing. I still remember that Facebook <laughs> with the giveaway they had with the tables that James <laughs> made. And they were like just the most generic <laughs> tables, <laughs> and all the comments were like, "Probably the greatest looking tables ever." Oh, oh, it's just God. I don't know why that made me laugh. But, I mean, that's, that's what you get when you're the biggest fan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But, hey. Respect to them. They're the OG. Yeah. Definitely. They inspired countless bands. Probably fans that you really like. Or, yeah. You know, whoever's listening. 
if there's a rock or metal band that you like, they probably were inspired by Metallica at some point. So. <clears throat> but all right, well, that's enough about Metallica here. Andy, what do we got next week? Ooh, I feel like this might be a band you might have a hard time with. Oh, okay. We're going to do Merciful Fate. Merciful Fate. Merciful oh. Fate. Merciful Fate. All right, I only know them because of Metallica. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's, it's funny, like, that this happened to be, because I do like their cover, or their, it's more like a melody, right, of Merciful Fate Yeah, songs. it's like four or five different songs. <laughs> it, just, it just happens to be funny, because I was going to do this when we did Sabotage, but then I was coming on with the Sabotage, because we should do Sabotage. Mm-hmm. And then you having to pick Metallica for next week, and I was like, well, you know, we'll just do Merciful Fate next week. Mm-hmm. I know there's going to be a guy who's going to be real happy that we're doing Merciful Fate. Yeah. But, yeah, so... All right, tune in next week for our opinions on Merciful Fate. Hey, man. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thank you. We'll catch you next week. Also, tell all your friends, family, coworkers, random people on the street about this podcast if you like it.